straight out of Layton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio with your hosts, Logan, Aaron, Jake, and Cody. Now that Damon's dead. Hello and welcome to uh, Nitwick Radio. This is season five, episode... Yeah, the confidence is still the same. Episode episode three. three. Episode three. Season five, episode three. And uh, we're we're covering Zen Arcade by... You got it. By... You, you got it. You got it. Uh, you got it. Huh? Huh? You're you're on the right track. Um, come on, Aaron. Husky. Husky. Yep. yep Milwaukee husky. hardcore punk do, band Husker uh, Do. Husker Do. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Husker. I yeah. We're American. We don't need to use umlauts. I was gonna <laughs> uh, well, see. I was gonna say that, and then I was like, I'm gonna sound like a cowboy. I'm gonna sound like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Husker do. I mean, I can't. I can't, I can't <laughs> pretend. I mean, I am a cowboy. All right, I'm gonna be the first one to come out swinging with some shots. Logan is literally Eating out getting Brazilian, Brazilian barbecue, barbecue without us. Yeah, he's getting. If you want to send death threats, let me know. I'll give you his address. Yeah, <laughs> Logan is getting Brazilian barbecue without us. He's eating powder guajo without me. Do I look like I skip powder guajo? <laughs> I don't even. I literally last it's night little cheese bread. Last night, I put a message in there that said, tomorrow's I, yeah, show... Not only that, I literally asked yesterday, hey, are we nitwicking tomorrow? I know, I know. He knew. He, he knew. knew. He knew. He knew. He wants us to kill ourselves. He, yeah. In Minecraft. In, in Minecraft. Minecraft. He wants us to do it in Minecraft. By the way, I updated the Minecraft server. We're running on full steam. I can't, I can't get the good community of our Discord to shut up about it. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we just revealed the hand that we're... Honestly, Aaron's a Discord mod. Honestly, Aaron's a Discord uh, mod. Honestly, if <laughs> of course I am. You gotta eat cat ears. If, if uh, <laughs> dude, mod reveal. Mod oh, reveal. mod reveal. I definitely don't mod on Discord, so it's fine. Dude, I don't moderate for real. I say the zoo seems pretty uh, laissez-faire. Yeah, there are people on our server that mod more than we mod, <laughs> which is funny, <laughs> like by a lot. <laughs> You can't, you, you just can't, you can't get in the way of genius. That's the thing, dude. When people are going at it, you just got to let them go at it. Yeah. When people are fighting sometimes. <laughs> if Gabe was here, he would have made a whole thing out of that. Yeah. But let me just say, when you're literally, when somebody chimes in in the middle of a deep conversation and they're like, it just drives me nuts. I'm sending back a picture of Walter White staring. <laughs> Yeah, the best place... Heisenberg to end it all. Yeah, Heisenberg to end it all, baby. The best place to have an open, uh, heated discussion is Twitter.com. Uh, it's free speech free, there. Freedom of speech. Free speech, 128 characters. Good luck. <laughs> nope, it's like 2,800 now. Oh, is it? Yeah, that yeah. shows you how much I keep up with it. You're missing nothing. It is literal hell. The only people that can <laughs> actually use those 2,800 characters are the people that are subscribed to Twitter Blue or have a check mark. Mm. Which means I've already stopped reading their tweets. With the exception of Gabe. Gabe, I think you're the only person I know. Of course he has Twitter blue. Well, here's the thing. Of course. Here's the thing, man. If you're going to publish the Twitter files, you, you can't do that in, in 256 characters. You just can't do that. Wait, the tw- oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Free speech, baby. Free speech, <laughs> baby. Let's just up on the, the limit. menu, boys. All you got to do is up uh, the character no, limit. No, dude, free speech on there is so fake. I got banned for 12 hours for... T- 
want to kill themselves. I was, but I was like, come on, dude. I used to get away with this on liberal Twitter all the time. I was like, and now Elon Musk, the man of free speech, is running the site, and I can't even say that anymore. Like, Something's wrong with this picture. Yeah. Um, I guess you can't tell his people that they need to kill themselves. That's not the, kosher. Um, there's creative ways to do it. Oh yeah, there is. It's just send Minecraft. a picture of someone handing a gun to somebody. Like, here you go, friend. Let's, you know what to do. Let's be clear. You know, all this is just happening in Minecraft. So in Minecraft, I mean, yeah, it's all in never, Minecraft. To anybody, be clear, anybody if, who's listening, if anybody, I definitely never said this to anybody in real life. Yeah, I've never told anybody to kill themselves. Yeah, I believe that. Only in Minecraft. I can believe yeah, that. definitely. Only in Minecraft. Yep. In like the four times I've ever Yeah, played. every time I hop on Minecraft, I get in chat and I'm just telling people. Just, yeah. yeah direct at, like, hey, guess what, buddy? <laughs> Imagine in that 8-bit font every time <laughs> I hop You can't even read some of the letters because it's so low quality. That's I love what, Minecraft. That's what it's happens. So good. Shout out Minecraft, dude, for real. When's the last time you played Minecraft for real? Uh, it would have been in probably. I mean, you guys even know eight months ago. You guys even realize how much changed in this new update? Well, no, it, it's all like one is it the thing cliffs, now, isn't it? Cliffs and hills or whatever. What do you mean one thing? Bedrock versus Java. Didn't it all like transfer into one program? So, so you can play with everybody now. <laughs> I is is that. Officially, I don't think that's officially true. I've got true. like six emails like, "Hey, just FYI," and I don't play enough Minecraft to like worry about doing it right now. But that could be a, that could be officially true. I, I've just been using a a mod forever, nice. Ge- Geyser, nice that allows you to do that. Would not surprise me, I guess, if they made it official. But I, at the same time, I don't know because Microsoft owns Minecraft, and we know what they do with products that they own. What are you talking about? Teams, flawless, dude. Oh, teams man. is flawless. Oh, rest in peace to the air. I I, oh. I already hit it. I just hit it too late. It'll go curve. off in a second. All right. Hello and welcome to uh, the heater stream. Hello, welcome to heater ASMR. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Don't. No, don't, don't. <laughs> Jordy, like, listen to the old ASMR thing where it wasn't actually an ASMR episode, but remember how we were like, I, oh I yeah, do remember that? Jordan yeah. listened to that. And she's like, I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, it like was, yeah, yeah no, I do too. I was there. That was pretty cursed. I'm not even gonna lie. That was pretty cursed. Well, uh, uh, we we got much to get into, but with Logan not here, you know, we thought we might just take a minute to to just to discuss cinema. We, uh, we yeah, really can. I don't think we have a topic to touch this week. So we yeah. have we have nobody. Yeah, that's true. Our topic this week is cinema. Yeah, we're doing talk right, before I'm album, I guess. Because yeah. because Logan's not here, so we can actually talk. We can actually talk about cinema without him no, whining. No, let's be clear. We can actually this talk. This is a cinema yeah, podcast yeah. now. It's, I have to watch movies. <laughs> Literally every time. Oh, Cody! Need, I mean, Logan needs to hear that. Like we oh. can actually talk. We oh. can. Oh. Man. You guys, loosen your collars. Uh, we can actually honestly. Talk. Logan single-handedly scared not only the Nitwicks but all the Nitwick listeners as well. I mean, goodness, it's about time it's that a, we just had a little a little chit chat. It's chit-chat. about time sitting down to chat. So I mean, l- let's get right into this. Let's let's actually talk this week. The cinema topic is going to be after album. Right? Uh, after the album, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because uh, apolo- you know we want to deliver what the people came here for. Apologies for the error. But if you didn't come here for the cinema. We'll you know, give you the album you first, and we will not give you a timestamp of where to go after. <laughs> Dude, I think that's a really funny joke. I was watching, I was watching a video, and uh, at the bottom of the video, it kept on saying um, "interview ends at," and it gave a timestamp, and and it 
wasn't the correct timestamp. <laughs> and every time you would jump to it, it would be another timestamp, and it was the incorrect timestamp. <laughs> I love that. Pretty yeah, good. that also sounds like it might be a ploy to get more people to interact, though, for money. Could Four be. thumbs down. Could be. But it's, it is funny. It's also just a funny joke. It is also very funny. Who did it? Just a random video. Some genius uh, I can't on remember. YouTube.com. Uh, I can't remember where I was Some genius that. on YouTube.com. There's 400 so IQ. You know how many geniuses are on YouTube.com? Dude, I started watching video game video essays this week, so oh. believe me, I know. <laughs> There's actually this one dude who's on there, and I, this is a quick thought, but his name is Max Derrett, like D-E-R-R-A-T. I'm Shout pretty out. sure he has like a philosophy degree, and he gets like real deep in the weeds of like the philosophy of Silent Hill. So good. <laughs> dude. Hey, um... Did I hear there's a new Silent Hill movie this year? Uh, I don't know about a movie, but they're remaking Silent Hill too. Interesting. So maybe actually, maybe that's what I heard. Maybe there is a movie. I might have. There is a movie. I th- yeah, I th- there is. There one hundred percent is. Yeah. I was too. This all happened dude, in like cinema news. You guys are getting way ahead. We are. We'll, we'll, we are, dude. Season we'll come back circle. In season circle. five, is cinema news just a bit now? Yeah. You know, anytime Logan's eating Brazilian barbecue without us. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I am down to talk. I'm going to be real with you. I've never been to Brazilian barbecue. It's honestly pretty good. I don't even eat beef and I like it. So that tells you. I've heard it's a lot of meat and I've heard it's really good. It's really good meat. I've also never been to Mongolian. Mongolian's fire. Quality's much lower, but I love Mongolian. Conceptually, it's fantastic. Um, Is who is who hot Mongolian? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we we ate. There's a Mongolian place on Main Street, Layton. No, it's oh, a- antelope. antelope. I meant to say antelope. Are you talking about Mongolian Grill over by the Target? Yeah, fire, so good. I love that place. Super good. I've never, yeah. I have never been there, but I've heard it's good. It's excellent. It's super cheap. That's the other great thing. Is Mongolian yeah. just like? Is it? Uh, is it just noodles and meat, or what? Yeah, you kind of like picked everything you want, throw it in a bowl, and then they toss it on a grill and like not fry it up, but grill it up. Yep. It's when really you say good. everything you want. I'm talking like six different kinds of animal that's dead. Some noodles, some rice, <laughs> that's dead. veg. To you be got clear. it all. All right. Are you, Cody, are you a sushi guy or no? I like sushi. Have you been to Tony's? Oh, dude, I love, Tony Ho is my man. That's literally <laughs> his name. Like, I'm not joking. His name is literally Tony Ho. That's so and, sick. And like, he is the chillest dude. I used to go in like the middle of the day because when I worked at Smith's, I'd get off at like noon and had to drive right past him. Man, I could spend like 16 bucks on as much sushi as I want right now. Dude. And you know I was big balling and back in the Smiths days, so dude, yeah, no, I've I've gone like back in the in last the couple Smith's of months. Days. I've gone to Tony's three times. Got the all you can eat every time. It's so worth the oh, price, especially gosh. now where like I've been to sushi that's not all you can eat recently, and it's way more expensive. Yeah, and so I appreciate that. Plus, like I don't know, I'm a white dude from America. I love a good deep fried roll. <laughs> that tempura New York roll that they have there. Yeah, I tried that. Way go. I tried that last time. That is pretty so good. One. good. I, yeah, I, my favorite there is the Moab. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff, too. Moab's the best Welcome IMO. Welcome to the uh, niche what? Davis County podcast. What, what, what's in <laughs> the, Welcome. What's in the Locals podcast? What's in the Locals podcast? <laughs> things, Tony's. Things don't change. Mongolian Grill. Um, um, what's Smith. in the Moab? Um, there's Isn't avocado. Does it have salmon eggs on top of it? Am I thinking of the right one? Um, yeah, it does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, no. It doesn't. Avocado has avocado and it has crab. Do you not like avocado? I'm not an avocado guy. Cracker. No, I'm <laughs> Wait, I can't say that on Twitter anymore, <laughs> or on Twitch anymore. <laughs> in Minecraft, <laughs> just hopping on chat. We're gonna get banned. I like TOS because I called another white person. <laughs> I believe it has eel in it too. 
I'm pretty sure. Eel's good. It's it's actually like so good, dude. And they they put this house sauce on it, this like special sauce stuff. I think it's called spicy mayo or something. Yeah, it is. It's fire, dude. Oh, dude, I'm oh pretty sure God. it's just sriracha mayo. Is all it is. Like is that all mayo it is? and sriracha? I, yeah. I want it. Rules, I want to be taller than this, but it has everything to do with the color of avocado. I mean, green is just. So you don't like? Do you like green apples? Do you okay. like celery? All right, all right, all right. Do you yeah. like broccoli? But what I mean is, it's like a little slimy and green. Yeah, slimy green. Beef. So it, it's texture, not color. Is that it? Well, it's texture and color. Really? What? What do you have? Dude, like so many they things don't have are to be green. mutually exclusive. I mean, it's texture and color on this one. Okay, so does celery disgust you? No, because like avocado, like I mean, it looks like it's uh, like oftentimes when they cut it open too, it looks like. It's uh, a really like bruised apple. Like there's brown. You're eating it's a, bad it's, avocados. It's a ba- yeah, that's bad avocados. <laughs> Take Those it from bad. me as a former produce master at Smith's. You're eating bad avocados. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I put in five years there. I claim my title. <laughs> the other the other thing you have to remember about av- avocados is basically the second you cut them, once once they get exposure to air, they start turning brown. Also, they, they literally see, do. and just, within a couple this of minutes, just sounds like a really bad. No, Dude, they're delicious. It's so good. People in stores. It also doesn't help that they press them too hard. You know, that's how you like. They've got a little bit of give, then they're good to go, right? People go in there, and I've watched them do this, and like almost stick their thumb through the avocado. And I was like, I'll kill you yeah. in Minecraft. That's the thing. Like, is please like, stop touching my produce display. <laughs> Hispanic Hispanic people that I hung out with in New York taught me how to tell a good avocado. And it's all about putting your hand around the whole thing and doing very slight pressure. Yep, you don't need much. You don't you need know. very much to know. Yeah, the skin's not that thick. And you'll just <laughs> screw it up if you if you. you are, yep. Is avocado it. a fruit? Yes, it is. I think it technically is. Yeah, but like it's not sweet. No. It's like what would you Did call you just it? Shiver because it's yeah. so gross. No, no, are you saying no, no. It wasn't a gross shiver. Sweet. It was it was an uncontrolled. <laughs> it was an uncontrolled. Uh oh. I'm gonna, um, I have a shiver moment. Okay, I pulled this up. Uh, I was I was wrong. I was slightly mixing up the Moab with another one. But the Moab is tempura shrimp, avocado, salmon, spicy mayo, and parsley. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's super good. Sorry, I was driving down here, and I stopped at the... Uh, this is more local stuff. But I stopped at the Maverick and Sunset, and I just needed to like clean off like ice shredded the end of my wind their windshield wiper blade and so there was like something in front of my camera so it kept yelling at me that it couldn't see the road so i stopped to like clean it off stupid 21st century problem but there was a kid there filling up gas in his hearse and i was like Bruh. no shot you just drive that right and he's like oh man this is my regular car I was like, that's the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> that's, that's pretty good yeah like, i'm yeah, like i don't know it was some death metal band i don't remember which one it was because i was too like into the fact that this guy was driving a hearse I was like, that's dude, so that, sick, I wonder dude. what the mileage on a hearse is. Not dude, good. It's a Cadillac. It probably lasts forever if you take care of it. You mean gas mileage, or do you mean how long will it last? Uh, I mean, gas mileage is probably atrocious. Yeah, this was yeah. like a '90s hearse too. So yeah, because sounds like a viable vehicle. I mean, it's sick. You just you pay the price, but you get the reward. Yeah. <laughs> so you drive a hearse at the end of the day. That's so sick. Um. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Would you ever buy a limo? No. Why? I there's other cars I'd rather buy. <laughs> but I mean, if you had a limo, you gotta admit, dude. Okay, a, co- a limo would be pretty sick. A couple things. It would be pretty sick. Driving it would be obnoxious. 
Yeah. It would be obnoxious. A hearse is also- it would be more obnoxious to others, though. Yes, that is true. That, that's actually <laughs> I'm a, ruin their that's day. a plus point. Yeah. Uh, hearses, yes, it would be bad, but it wouldn't be as bad. Because, like, I drove a van in New York. Like, I drove one of those huge, like, sprint sprinter vans, the ones that people always, like, convert into houses nowadays and live in. I drove, I drove, I drove, yeah, I drove that, <laughs> I drove that around Utah for like education. months, <laughs> Utah education, dude, <laughs> like locals podcast, is I drove it, it into mountains, we're moving into mountains, we're doing as mountains, <laughs> doing as good as we can, this is, this is all we got, this is all we got people, I drove, look, look, Logan's not here, we're actually talking, the chaos that can you Logan ensues keeps us in line, and now that he's not here, it's, the chaos is spilled. Can over. you believe he's not just blowing our eardrums with screaming into the mic right this now? This album came out before 1990. It's <laughs> so bad. Good. The sound quality. <laughs> ah, nothing before 1998 is good. Or whatever he's he, cut he's off. Wrong about always that. Switches. It changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this season, I do believe I'll change his mind. But um, oh, oh, sick. We got botted for Dogecoin. <laughs> I do this every time they do it. Well, usually you can uh, you could you could uh, get them out of. Can I? If you're a mod, you should be able to hold down. And I don't I, I don't I'm think I've added mod, you as a mod. Pain. All right, cool. Sorry, folks. Get your dog coin, folks. Sorry, it's worth folks. less than it has been in like two years. Um. Yeah, I don't even know what the state of Twitch is these days. To be honest with you, chaos. Is it doing so good or? It's fine. It's just have a lot of people migrated to YouTube. No. Not really. Gotcha. I mean, some like the big names have, but I think overall Twitch has more people. There's a lot more like streaming accessibility options on Twitch than there is on YouTube. I just remember that huge fiasco when Ninja went over to uh, Mixer. Yeah. And then he came back. And then he came back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's been a couple like those like real big Call of Duty streamers that have left, but I don't think it's really hit anything. Is Dr. Disrespect still on Twitch? No, he's banned. Forever again? Yeah, he's, he's been banned. Well, I, he got banned for the bathroom thing, but he, then he, well, came no, he got back. banned again. And like, he speaking of Doctor Disrespect, I say some of the dudes that I watch on YouTube, it's like Tim the Tap Man and all them. Uh-huh. They play with Doctor Disrespect, but like they also play with a couple dudes that are on Twitch. Like Nick Marks is another one. If they're playing with Nick, they can't play with Doctor Disrespect. He's like you know persona non grata so heavily over there at twitch i don't know what he did no one does i honestly think it's just a marketing thing which is kind of funny and very much like him so (laughs) well anyway uh, the album of the week yeah what do we uh, i mean i do have one other bit of news but i'll get to it i want to ask i I, well, cody told me he's only played five minutes of earthbound he apparently it's the game of the month yeah, it's the Metal Gear Monday's game of the month, which is a solid selection. Dude, we it's like democracy manifest in that server, man. Like every month, we choose a game. I'm now working on um, Mother Three. I've done oh, nice. You finished Earth since Battle. we spoke last. You know, Mother One, Mother Two, and now we're on Mother Three, and that is a solid series. If you've never given those games a look, you really ought to. But now that we've talked about everything but music, I Get think I, I think it's time. I think it's time. I think it's time. All right, so Zen Arcade by Husker Du. They're a band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And mm. uh, I think this, if I remember correctly, is their first album. Came out in 1984. Um, still kind of on the ground floor of hardcore at that point. I mean, they're less than like a decade into like any of it. So 
And, I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff that draws from the punk stuff of the 70s, you know, the Clash and the Sex Pistols and everything. And, yeah, I think this album kind of, I don't know, when I chose it, I was like, I want to, I've picked a newer hardcore album. We'll probably in the future pick another newer hardcore album with, last one we did was Witness by Modern Life is War, but. Very good. I was like, I'm going to get back to some, like, foundational stuff. And, like, hardcore kids don't talk about anything that came out before, like, 2005, it seems like, nowadays. And I'm just old and jaded, I guess. But <laughs> this album, and I just, I go back to it every once, and I'm like, man, this is so ferocious for an album that came out 40 years ago. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, think about what else was happening in the 80s. Like, it's such a pissed off world, because, like, it's Reagan's America, right? Punk and Reagan are two very different things. So it was like the yeah. perfect foundation for it but punk fueled by uh what margaret thatcher yeah and ronald reagan i have a joke about margaret thatcher but i'm not gonna say it <laughs> yeah i mean those those guys did a, more for punk punk music than anyone else i think i'd say you're probably right <laughs> the sex pistols no well then we wanted to be like johnny rotten gotcha yeah the Sex Pistols. Dude, I want to watch that biopic by... Um, Sid and Nancy? Uh, Danny Boyle. Yeah, Sid and Nancy. Is that what it's it? called? I think so. Sid Vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sid and Nancy. Decent. I don't you, like the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. This is a miniseries. He's talking oh, about a miniseries by Danny Boyle. it's not Boyle. Danny Boyle that's done it that I'm thinking of. There's a movie called Sid and Nancy, though. It's about Sid Yeah, no, no, Vicious. but this is Danny Boyle who if anybody knows how to to get the british punk scene in a cinema setting it's our man danny boyle okay. train spotting absolutely slayed so i i would i really want to see what he did with it yeah it's called uh a uh, 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 pistol it's just called pistol oh, okay but um to your point that that's uh definitely true like what do you consider to be the first hardcore album ever when did it start because 1984 so that's like, early there's stuff going back a few years before this in like los angeles there's a band like black flag for example uh damaged came out in 1981 and that's like real early like pissed off like here's 20 songs in like 20 minutes kind of thing and uh they did their thing there's a band i know like the first like real hardcore band i don't know much about them but they were called death and i think they were from detroit i want to say um i just i know that it i read a little bit about them a while ago because it's like oh the first hardcore band turned out to be like four black dudes and so it was like what an interesting piece of history because people so often like hardcore is a white people thing and it's not that's sick but, actually um but yeah almost, i'd say like just like almost every other genre dude yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> white, white people don't originate music almost ever yeah <clears throat> yeah no i 100 percent and yeah, just I, historically that just seems to be what true it is and i like i'm not going to try and give a history lesson on it because like i said i don't really know much about them and i don't even know in the past i don't think that their music has been available to like stream and it might be now so don't hold me to it but yeah they're called death and i think they made like one album in like 1978 so this is coming Dang. out of like the clash same era and everything so they're going a lot harder than the clash yes yeah the clash doesn't really go that hard i mean London the clash, the clash got, is cool i do i love the clash don't get me wrong but they're but not going that hard no no um when when was the clash when like what was the range 
on that. I'm listening. Happen. Sorry, I'm just trying to not sneeze into the mic. I, th- I don't. I think that they did. They start late seventies. I think they're very. I want to say London Calling came out in like 1976. Yeah, they're very see. much right London there. London Calling. Same year's network. We were just talking about that. <laughs> oh, 1979. So I mean, let Wait, me 70s. now that I've got my phone out. I might. Dude, as well. I gotta admit, I'm obsessed with 70s music as of late as well. I know, you've been listening to so much Bowie. So much David oh, man, Bowie. I Bowie. Was... I've been listening to so much David Bowie, Bowie. and I've been listening to um, a lot of ELO as well. Great choices. Um, I was a little off about death. I was a little off on the history. It was made by apparently at least three brothers, like literal brothers. And uh, yeah, they're from Detroit. Started in 1971. And, Holy uh, cow. Yeah. So proto-punk is what it says on their Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, I still don't understand. Apparently they're a band again, though. I still don't understand really? the uh-huh. difference between punk They've and hardcore. But in the 70s? In the, early yeah. 70s? Those yep. guys are freaking at least in their 70s or 80s. Yeah, so, so there's four original members, um, and there's a vocalist who also plays bass, their guitarist, and their drummer. And then there was one other guy who played guitar as well who died in 2000. But other than that, they're still together, apparently. They got back together, I should say. Once again, um, like, I can hear in this album a lot of... uh, And it's just the world... It's where I was exposed to this sound, and it's kind of funny. But, like, this is, like, the Pixies again. Like there's the pixies yeah, it's like all, a few years before, but yeah, hundred percent. No, no, no. It, it, this is way. I mean, significantly before the pixies, because I think what 1989 is. Maybe yeah, the, the very pixies. first one came out. Yeah, so so um, excited to see them. In I mean, the pixies were still early, and, and they weren't. They didn't like get into the weeds of like how angry they were, but they were. They were this band that just didn't care and succeeded. I mean, in a lot of ways, it feels like the Pixies are kind of, or were in their time, an artist's artist. Like a lot of artists loved the Pixies and were inspired by them. And then, and then their influence, uh, like a lot of nineties bands and stuff seemed to be very highly inspired by what the Pixies were doing. Did you say 89 was their first album? Yeah. What Surfer Rosa is the name of the first one, I think. We we did that on the show. Yeah. Like the first season that we did. Well, no, we did Bossa Nova. Oh, oh Bossa Nova. Yeah, which is That's their right. third, third album. I think it's their third. That's right. It was Bossa Nova. But yeah, no, like the Pixies is when this becomes accessible is what I'm trying to say. No, I 100% agree. I think the Pixies are like this a great be- gateway into like this sound. Yeah. That's when this becomes accessible. But these guys are doing it obviously in a time when it would not have been. And um, it first of all, I guess second at this point, but man, the cover art. Is so good. Is so good. There's, that is, is, that's there's some of my an, favorite cover art from the show ever. There's honestly. another album they have called New Day Rising, which it's a little more simple, but it's also a it's a great album cover. But this is like one of my favorites. And Zen Arcade, that's a great name for an album, yes. too. Yeah. Like the the aesthetic going on, solid. Um and I think that the sound that they're doing is really great too. I, I especially liked the part when like they basically just bust into "I Want Candy" pretty much, <laughs> like fifteen years before the fact. Yeah, dude, it's sick. There's a lot going on with this album too, like sonically. That was, which oh, I, really? That was before that song ever even existed. I think so, 
Because, like, man. I it, think of I Want Candy and I think of Aaron Carter. So if that was, like. No, there's been versions of that song. That's what I think of as well. There's been versions before Aaron Carter. Oh, uh, well. But they straight up are doing I Want Candy, and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. But, like, um, no, the musicianship's super cool. Um, I Again, I like the experiment experimentation with um, song length. Cause like that's, that seems like a super modern thing, but then you find stuff like this and you're like, ah, oh, people have been doing that for a while, I guess. Yeah. And it's like a punk album that's 70 minutes long. You know how many of those there are? Not a lot. Like yeah. No, it is. That's long. a pretty rare thing. And even then, like they still managed to fit like 20 tracks in, in that 70 minute span, which means what are we averaging? Like three minutes and some change. Like yeah. that's wild. And the production, the production is definitely, um, again, I've been listening to a lot of 70s stuff, so I, I'm into it. I, I like that general It, it sound. has like a very, I don't want, grimy's not the word, but it's got that like 80s low fidelity, like we recorded this with our friend in a basement kind of thing going on. Yeah. But it's better than most things that were recorded with a friend in their basement, so. The, the guitar on. lines, it's almost like, it's, people who write stuff like this, I really like, I respect them. I don't, I, I get the feeling that like, it's not a fully, like they're not musically conscious all the time. Cause like, I feel the same way about like Primus where it's just like how much of this just came out of goofing around for a little while. But like, I, and that's like punk music in general. Like they, they weren't trying to be necessarily like intentional in their musicianship. It was more about what they had to say. I think that said, you get stuff out of this that's like, man, that would have been like really hard to write. That would have been, that would have taken a long time to come up with. And uh, I mean, being able to recreate it, I haven't been to shows. Do they tend, do artists tend to recreate their parts, uh, at a high fidelity, like hardcore, uh, you just musicians? Mean like how it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Typically. I mean, whatever your sound like, system works with, I mean, I've heard tiny little PAs run an entire show and it sounds awful, but I've also heard like, professional venues have shows and i i think it really just depends on like where you're gonna go like the length you're gonna get your sound taken to depends on where you're playing because for me like thinking about performing this kind of stuff live like as a musician that would be so strange like to be honestly thinking of those types of parts um i i would have like where, where are these guys from i want to say it's milwaukee wisconsin because like, i said that earlier i'm gonna stick to because like going to a show uh, in its time would have been something else. Like, I, I don't know how big these guys, I know nothing about these guys. I'm fairly certain these guys played with like probably minor threat at first. And then like Fugazi as time went on, cause they were counterparts. So do you think this is some of the earliest punk in American history? I'd say it's on like the tail end of that first generation. So who were some of the first American punk artists? Oh, I mean, obviously like Death is an early one, Black Flag, Circle Jerks. So these are but these are also this is hardcore and punk, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's a little more in your face. Like punk's in your face, obviously, it's punk. But I think hardcore tends to be a little not down tunes mm. not the word, but a little heavier in its presentation. Mm. And I mean, obviously this one doesn't sound like it's heavy, but I guarantee some of those riffs are like well, just the way that they're written are a no, little heavier than your typical like they're, three chord punk song. Yeah, no, they're decent. Like they're riffs, like they're solos, and and like uh, also just shouting at all. 
at this yeah. time. Yeah. You yeah, can it's tell this dude's super voice. novel to yeah. like cuz I mean other bands are doing it too, but I mean they're all contemporaries more or less. Like nobody at this point I feel like has really broken up to then get back together. Like we're still not to that point for anybody yet. And I think that I might be wrong. I said this album came out in 84. Um, now I'm curious. Let's I'm, see. I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 84. I, I looked at it. I saw the album art and was just like, dang, that's good. Yeah, 84 on SST Records, which that's where like um, Black Flag was on. Like, let's see. If I just pull up some of the bands, I'm sure we can probably find like Black Flag, uh, the Meat Puppets. Dinosaur Jr. was on there before. Like, they really started to blow up in the uh, 90s. Minutemen, Descendants, yeah. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff, like, going on. And I think the 80s were kind of where hardcore is, like, an idea, like, a sound. It starts to, like, coalesce into it. It's so counterculture, too, because, like, it, it feels like in the 80s, everyone was pretty centralized on, like, uh, I mean... You got at, at synthy stuff, synthy yeah, stuff. Yeah, like not only that, but like music accessibility is still like pretty thirty years away. Exactly, as like a super easy concept. Exactly, everything that's being produced is very much corporatized at this point. Like you, you're going. I mean, the seventies really had this huge investment in in like big, interesting um, productions, and that's. I think that's kind of why I like the seventies is because like there were big budgets behind like the Queen albums. Uh, Bowie does have some big budgets going behind him. Like a lot of those guys are are doing pretty interesting things in studios, and it's costing a lot of money. But there's almost nobody doing anything. And then '80s is like, I think the industry f- itself was figuring out how to just kind of mass produce stuff, and so it started to mass produce like the the synth type stuff. That's how I perceive it. And and y- you almost don't get anything but that stuff that was com- that was coming out of those record labels. Yeah, and think about like 80s nostalgia when you like the music aspect of 80s yeah. nostalgia. What does it sound Journey. Like? Yep. Journey is kind of like, kinda like core. stadium rock and yep. like synth. You do get hair rock. metal in the late 80s going on. Yeah, but, and that just dies when grunge comes around. But so. hair metal is also very much owned by the machine. Oh, it's incredibly corporate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so this is something from the eighties that is not like that corporate feel, which, you know, when you think of the politics of the eighties, which I'm not claiming to be a professional on, but like, it seems like, yeah, this would have been, I mean, a lot of things were kind of, of one mind, at least in America. And so, so for this to be going on is just like, you would not. I would not place that in the eighties. Yeah, I, I kind of was surprised at the year marker on it as well, because like it started and I was like, interesting. This sounds like super like classic punky sound, and then I looked at the year and I was like, dang, this is actually really early. Yeah, <laughs> um, I really liked this aesthetically, like as an aesthetic piece. Like this is exactly what I would think of in like some dark dimly lit concrete basement punk scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this just sounds like what you would see there. It's very distinct um like aesthetically. I thought that some of the song length stuff that you guys were talking about earlier didn't land for me too well. I thought that 
that 14 minute closer was a little too much for me. It does. And I, I think that's kind of the point too. Like, I don't think they were just like, Oh, we could do it, but <laughs> it was more like a, let's see if people stick around for it. Cause yeah. it is pretty, it's just kind of like feedback and everything. Yeah. Like I mean, straight minutes. up like that last literally 60 seconds is just for like 60 seconds. Yeah. I was like, Oh my goodness. And I think that's another thing. It's like a punk thing too. Like, it's I've heard it say like hardcore more recently, like it's open to everybody, but it's not for everybody. And I think that comes across like the sound too. Like how much are you willing to really put up with? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I really do think like sometimes like that last 10 minutes on this album or cause it's, you know, it's about 10 minutes after the song ends and then it's just, you know, feedback sound kind of stuff. Like how far are you really willing to go with this? Like, do you really want to see this album through to the end? Like, we're going to push you. Well, again, that's kind of, again, if you place it culturally, it's like every second on a record is it's supposed to be import, important. Yeah. And I we're mean, just, we're just going to fill it with noise. Yeah. You know, what I, I, mean? I was thinking the same it's thing. Just screw you. Cause like, cause like back then it wasn't just like, Oh, it's just a couple more megabytes. I'll just upload it to a streaming service. Yeah, it's like, no, we're like going to imprint this into plastic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can't, it's, Harder to do, and like not only that, but you can't skip on a record quite as easily. Yeah, like if you don't know, like oh, like this song is going to come back around. There's going to be a secret track at this point. You're totally hosed at the end of a record. Like <laughs> yeah. you just have to start over again or let it ride. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I um, I really liked. There was a lot I really liked about this album. I really do like how raw his voice is. That extremely track. Like uh, Broken Homes, Broken Heart, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I'm bad at the names. But yeah, that opening track is such like a punch in your face. And then like a couple songs later, is like a Bob Dylan track on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, that, that. that. That acoustic, that was that was great. Yeah, I love it. Dude, Bob Dylan. I, like I don't that. like Bob Dylan. I like, but I, I like the things he inspired. <laughs> I, I like Bob Dylan. Uh, do you ever listen to Phil Oaks? No. Oh, man, listen to Phil Oaks. He's like the better Bob Dylan. I'll listen to Contemporary, Phil Contemporary, Bob Dylan may have very well pushed Phil Oaks over like the... St- edge of stability but <laughs> like 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 bob dylan i don't know i know what he is culturally kind of and like whatever i don't i don't that's not really i just like the dude's sound that's fair he's got a couple songs that i do like i just generally when i hear his music if it's covered by someone else i probably like it more like he has that song um it's just so oh, raw boy. is it the ballad of tom Joad? oh yeah um rise against has a cover of that for example and i just i prefer their version wait is it the ghost of tom Joad? yes yeah the ghost because rage, rage also covered it yeah yep 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 um i think that's what it is maybe i'm thinking of the rage song hold on let me it's i a lot of people do like no and that's is that is that that's tom Joad. is I that i could be thinking of the wrong thing is it, it bru- is it Am I gonna? Is it Bruce Springsteen? I'm thinking a ballad of Hollis Brown. Okay. Okay, but not Tom. Who, Joad. who originally no. wrote Tom Joad? Hold on. Oh, it is the ghost of Tom Joad. Rise Against does have that. Never mind. Uh, Rage um, Against the Machine also did it. Yeah. Yeah, on Renegades. But who, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Springsteen. See, it's not Bob Dylan. Because Bob Dylan's just this dude. He's just this homeless hobo sitting on sitting in a boxcar just singing songs about whatever and and i mean i mean being homeless in a box car and who among us though (laughs) who among us i just like his sound so okay this is a question that i wanted to bring about the album what do you guys think of 
I mean, I obviously know that you guys like it because it seems to be pretty apparent. I've heard you guys talk about it and some of the stuff you listen to, but what do you guys think about that classic punk sound? I like it. Like I, the, I like dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. You yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I, you can tell it feels like that. I think do you guys like do you have to be in a mood for it or do you just can you turn it on or cuz like if you want to understand it for me it's just like watch train spotting. Do you like what you like that acid wash tight jeans like I don't know, dude. There's an aesthetic there that's right. just Oh, there's absolutely an aesthetic. Really there. huge aesthetic. Really there. just fun to watch. But I, I'm 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 saying not just the aesthetic. I'm saying how it sounds. Like, do you enjoy how it sounds? See, but I think that's at least this is my take, right? I'm not speaking for Cody. I think part of these genres is that it doesn't matter. Like, literally, it matters. To, they're they're but it obviously they're, they're does. Fun, they're functionally yeah. Well, but like because but, but, it's but it goes a very distinct. Sound but it goes that, back. It goes back to the fuzz thing where it's like what was being communicated was you guys care so much about everything being in time, everything sounding perfect and, and hiring musicians that are beautiful and can play their instruments. We cannot play our instruments. We have Mohawks. We're buzzing our heads. We're wasting airplay on our records. We don't care, but we have things to say. And so it's definitely, it's part of this. It's part of the music, but it's not, I think those aspects of what's being communicated is more important than any kind of musicianship or anything else going on actually in the songs. That's, I, I, that's yeah, how I, I definitely understand. I definitely understand that, but I'm saying if you look just at the output, how it actually sounds, your experience listening to it, not looking at it in a cultural context. Well, I'm trying to say it isn't what it is. It's what it's not. It is intentionally not being what is going on. Right. Right. And so it's not so much what it is that I defend. It's what it's not. But it's so defined what it is. Like that sound, the rhythms that they use and like the 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 range of voice that they always put their voices in. It's like you can just it is a very distinct sound. And I kind of think it was just a calling card for at that time like People just identified with it because it just sounded rambunctious and stuff. But like, it's interesting watching like the course of where heavier music has gone since then, because it's like at the time they probably really thought this stuff sounded really hard. Well, but so like, like, like they probably really did. Yeah, but what I'm trying and, to and say, and what I'm trying to say is, some of it just doesn't sound that hard. I, anymore. Yeah, I know it sonically, but, but like, you're looking at it through the lens of today, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And you're also just trying to speak about it sonically where what I'm trying to say is like, who's going harder? Like some pop punk band now that is fitting very comfortable into culture. Yes, I I get that. These guys actually put their neck out there. That's why it is. And so in that way, they're going way harder than a lot of people go. Even Even if sonically somebody sounds harder now, these guys were actually putting their neck on the line i i agree with that which changes i I yes i agree with that i like because when you look at like who defines punk now like are we really gonna say machine gun kelly no you know what i'm saying like (laughs) but that's what i'm saying is what happened to that sound too because the sound does still exist i just as with most genres i think 
over time it evolved yeah it I, turned into other sounds and like there's still like those three chord punk bands out there but i feel like for a lot of people nowadays especially with like accessibility to music it tends to more be like a stepping stone into those heavier bands like before you get into i and i actually saw this on twitter the other day this is punk bands but the casualties is a band that they play street punk i guess i don't really know how you define that but you know, big like Liberty spikes and mohawks and everything, very colorful and ripped up black jeans and all that stuff. And it was like, you listen to that before you get to a global threat. Like a global threat's the punk bands doing that, and there's probably more sincere about it than the casualties. And so I think, same idea though. Like it's typically like you're going to listen to a band, maybe not so much anymore with like the accessibility music. It's much easier just to be like, all right, I found what I want to listen to. Like I don't need to find anything else. But you know, going in the past, like, for example, I listen to, like, Bad Religion, same time frame as these guys. Like, Bad Religion's Suffer comes out in 87, I think. Um, maybe 86, doesn't matter. But that was, like, one of the first punk records I ever heard. Or not, not Suffer, No Control, 1988, that's the album. And that was actually, I flipped a coin between that and this Husker Du album. And I found that when I was literally seven years old. And I was like, this is the wildest thing That's I've ever so heard. Right, Still to this day. And I think Bad Religion is kind of a bad example because their vocalist is a PhD holding professor at UCLA. So like his lyricism, Billy Wright lyrics is nuts. And he's way smarter about everything else than anybody else that's in the scene. And uh, I think you, like, you find that band and then it's just like a natural progression. Bad Religion's very straightforward. Like, typically, they don't have a lot of, like, odd time signatures or, you know, crazy riffs or anything. It's just, here's a 90-second song. We're going to say something during it. You're going to be able to sing along, probably. There probably won't be a chorus. If there is, it's going to be just quick and done. And, you know, we move on to the next song. And so, found that. And then, as years went by, I got into, like, a band like Rise Against, who at first, before, now they're not. But at first, those first couple records, they're just hardcore punk albums. So it's like the evolution, because I've seen Rise Against and Bad Religion together at this point. Like, There's just an evolution of sound. And I think there's still something to be said about these bands from the 80s, though, because it's even if it's just for like historical like prosperity reasons, they started something. Like, yeah. I think I, no, they're I, I worthy definitely, of checking it, it out. Reminds me, I, I do like the sound, it. though. And I know that was your question. It's like, do you like the sound? And I do have to sometimes be in the mood for it because it is so often kind of derivative. Um, I think the vocalist is typically, even if they do sound the same, their ability to write lyrics is what sets them apart. Mm. So that, yeah, that's interesting. Philosophy. I think in a, in a weird way, I'm agreeing in that it's like the philosophy of what they're trying to say or, you know, but it lives in, it lives in multiple aspects, not just the lyricism I'd say, but you might have to think of it culturally to really see it, but like uh, listening and just thinking and also what comes to mind again is uh, the early like East coast nineties hip hop scene where it's kind of a similar thing. It's like, yeah, people mixtapes. Oh, let's throw some bars on top. Hey, yo, speaking of shout out to true Goy, rest in peace from De La Soul. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Yeah. What a shame. But no, no, see, like, it's like talking, in a way, it's like talking about Run DMC or something. I, I was thinking the same thing, actually. It, it, I was going to bring that yeah, up. I yeah, was, Sonic Counterparts, Run DMC is basically like, yeah. you know, an that early of The hip-hop. equivalent in yeah. hip-hop. Yeah. yeah. And that that's kind of what, what I was thinking as well, is it's like, I love 
the history of it. I love the culture of it. I love seeing what they were doing given their circumstance at the time. I love all of that. I love everything around it, but I do sometimes struggle with how it actually sounds. I, like Run DMC, <laughs> I struggle with how it sounds. Yeah. I and, but I love it. Like culturally and historically, it is awesome. And I feel the same way about a lot of punk too. Yeah. But then when I actually listen to it, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. But that's why you watch I, something like Train Spotting. They help you see it. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. Train Spotting is amazing. A lot of, I think there is like a generational gap that happens like with the people that are like a year younger than me, maybe two, where they're like, foray into music came after the torrentine days so like someone like me and aaron i assume probably you too there was you know torrentine happened up until about 2010 and then it became real easy to get onto spotify there was mobile apps for it smartphones were out at that point and i like i was saying earlier it's real easy to just be like oh i found this band hip-hop group artist whatever doesn't matter but you found this you found x you just want things that sound like X. The algorithm on Spotify has always had related artists. Mm-hmm. It's going to show you a bunch of things that sonically sound like X. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, and this isn't a shot. It's going to sound like one of like a shot at people younger than me. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> but I feel like there's not as much of an incentive to find the history of genres anymore. Like, you don't really need to know what happened in the past. And I, it really bums me out because I'm like, there's so much stuff that you people would love that you're just glancing over. Well, I don't think you're guilty of this. I know I'm like talking to you. No, I I get your point. I hear your point. I actually agree with you. Well, and frankly, it is a bummer because like that cultural force is what drove and drives it things further and further. And it's still doing it. You can't not do it, but at at the same time, it's kind of weird because like, again, this and nineties uh hip hop, there's almost like this don't get me wrong, there's some crazy stories going on. There's lots of real emotions, there's lots of real defiance, there's all kinds of very real stuff happening in there, but like there's also like this kind of innocence of discovery that exists in the genres also. It's yeah, there's like, like a simplicity of listening to like a beat on a Bismarcky record. Yeah. That you're not gonna find on anything today. Exactly. Unless someone like, is specifically trying that to imitate that. Innocence that genuine like discovery i it's the last thing i guess i can really think of is like what was going on uh, what was going on on soundcloud that seems to be the last thing because right now it doesn't feel like there's that innocence it feels like there's a lot of cynicism and like ironic like leaning into and again new metal came back do you know how wild that is and that's not even (laughs) supposed to be a shot but i do think like you're saying like we're in a much more cyclical culture when it comes to what we listen to yeah. and like media that we install. I know that if Logan was here, he would be so pissed about this. Yeah, well guess what? He's eating but Brazilian I, barbecue. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself, so that's too bad. I, I, and I a, will I, think, I, I will say this where I I understand the points and I and I do appreciate the history side of it and the culture side of it. I really do. But I also feel like these points are exactly what borders on the boomers saying re- respect the classics. Because well, yeah, but I mean, also like it's, that's I'm not literally. saying to respect it. I'm just saying like there is an importance I think to knowing that history, yeah. even if you don't like it. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But as long as like you're aware of it, because I remember like just I remember Logan Donaldson. We're getting back to local niche podcasting here, but Logan <laughs> Donaldson's <laughs> health class at Central Davis Junior High. I had it with Gangster D. 
And <laughs> me and Gangster D had it first period every day. Oh, man. And he would always start out his class by asking, what'd you do the night before? It was just like a way to like get your day started without you know jumping straight into a lesson. And we, he was really into old school hip hop. There's a fun fact about Logan Donaldson, if you don't know. And he's also into ska. I've seen Real Big Fish with him. And it's no way. Honest to God. I was at Warp Tour <laughs> and Real Big Fish was there. And I'm like, Logan Donaldson. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, oh, my on gosh. On my life. But anyway, he was like super into hip hop. And me and Gangsta D were at that point super into like the early 90s New York stuff, as well as like Los Angeles based groups like NWA and all that. But we listened to a ton of Gangstar. That was our thing. And we would come in and like Gangstar at that point had you know, been gone for almost as long as we'd been alive. And uh, just like that, it was a, also a way of like connecting that I don't think that generational, we don't have like that gen, intergenerational music connection anymore. I mean, every generation's got their genre that they kind of click to, but I think that more people in the past were willing to kind of share that connection. Like me seeing Rush with my dad. Yeah, that's yeah. intergenerational. Yeah, it? no. Well, I feel like, there's, I feel like there's eras where that's true, but then there's eras where it's always the parent generation saying the new wave of music is the devil's music. Well, I think you that's going to come forever. I've been listening to that literally my entire life. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to be completely clear because, like, I, here's the irony is I feel like Logan would be mad. I think he'd be cutting us off and he wouldn't let it let it be fully understood that. I'm not trying to say, and therefore this music is better. Yeah, that, no, that, it's not a moral that, judgment I make. That's I just, not the, the, the intent is not that, but it's just like, but to not like, let it be part of understanding that like this stuff rippled and cascaded into what is going on now. And then, and then allowing yourself to, you know, see it for what it was culturally Cause like I wasn't even there, but like just letting yourself at least like try and experience these things. Cause like I've been having fun doing that. Even with David Bowie, you follow his career, man. This dude was doing some radical stuff in his time, like stuff that like younger people right now are doing. And they think that they're the first people to do it. But it's dude, like, dude, David Bowie an, another 50 years ago is literally doing some of this. And, and I'm not trying to say that makes David Bowie better. He did it. I'm not trying to say he did it better. I'm just trying to say like, you got to understand that like this, there's people who have been plugged into that same sauce and like letting yourself see it across genres, across cultures, across as much as you can. I just think broadens your view and appreciation and excitement for music. If you let yourself do that, yeah, it's not about it being better. Yeah. I think that's, that also kind of comes to what I was saying too. Like there's not as much of an incentive to figure out like the history of something Cause like I here's a crazy statement I'm about to make that most people like when you say it, it's like what Miles Davis was making hip hop beats towards the end of his career like the greatest jazz musician of all time was making hip hop beats in the 80s like he invented lo-fi hip hop literally yeah 40 <laughs> years ago and like it's just so Probably wild did. like there's not as much of an incentive and I think that's with like such an easy accessibility to literally everything music based now. From making it to listening to it to buying it, like it's really easy to get tapped into music well, now, and like so, I'm just saying, like, there's not as, I feel like it's not as easy for there to be a novel idea about music anymore. Like things move so fast that it's well, oh, okay. So we did this. So again. what you're bringing up to me 
plays into itself because like the other thing I wanted to comment on was you were saying when streaming services came out, things got paired. Things have been paired together sonically, not necessarily culturally. Like to see the parallel between hardcore music or punk music starting and the hip hop scene. A lot of people are going to be like, no, the Mohawks over here. And you know, run DMC is like, no, there's no correlation. It's just like, it's because things are thought of sonically and not culturally. And I think that disconnect that Cody's talking about where people aren't letting themselves engage with the history, you start to miss out. It's inventing something new in its own way. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Like I love stuff going on in, you know, hyper pop and just deep internet music. Like there's a lot to respect. And, but a lot of that comes from this hyper fixation on sonic quality. Right. But I think that's part of what makes the, the new internet wave of music that's going on in the last few years, like hyper pop and that type of stuff is it, it's like they treat. And, and I understand this cause I've felt this way before, but it's like, they treat all of that history and all of that culture and all of that context as a black box. And they literally just use it as an aesthetic. Like, I don't care what goes on inside the box. It's everything outside the box that I'm creating with it now. And I think that's interesting. No, no. And I think it's really cool. I think it is too. But it also... It's it's like taking it's like taking a music file that's rich with all this metadata like album art and and album and track number and blah 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 and you just wipe it and pretty soon it's just like dot mp3. You know what I'm saying? Where you just you take you rip all of the culture and context out of it and just use it as like a tool. It's most base element. It's most base element. Well, it's, and it's, I would say sonically focused. It's just looking at sound, which is interesting. I agree. And cool. And I'm not even like trying to be critical of it. Like, I think it's, I think it's a cool and interesting conclusion that said, I also think that those other elements that came into play, there's been a lot of really cool stuff that's happened already historically yes yeah i'd say like the intersection of like music scenes too like think of the beastie boys like everybody knows them for their hip-hop albums right but they started as a hardcore band like mca played bass for the chromax like come on it's like the quintessential new york hardcore album or not album but band and I, i think that intersection is starting to come back but i feel like for the last like 15 years just from my own personal experience typically a lot of things were just apart like and i think Despite the fact that, you know, we just talked about how, like, the algorithm, you know, classic Nitwick discussion, has kind of, like, grouped things in on, like, a sonic level. I think communities are starting to break down the barriers between them again. And, like, Hardcore has done this. I've seen especially, like, Machine Girl touring with Year of the Knife. Like, Year of the Knife is, like, one of the heaviest straight-edge bands I've ever heard in my life. And then, like, Machine Gun. Or Machine Girl. Machine Girl. Machine Gun, machine gun Car- Car- I almost, I almost said Machine Gun Kill. Like, no, <laughs> like, don't you know, dare. Machine Girl has like toured with them and like Code Orange and just like I think we are at a point now where like maybe we're starting to get past that in grouping of Sonic communities into like here's what's happening in the real world, like getting out of our basements into 
yeah. is what we could be doing. Together. No, 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 definitely. There's some interesting collaboration, and and all, you know, a lot of these artists, when you listen to them talk about it, they're discovering the history now as well. But it's almost like they became it before they understood. It's like they became it, and then they and then they looked at certain artists. Like I'm, I think of Dorian, even talking about David Bowie. Me and Jake were talking about that in Colorado. Kind of pushed, became something, and then went David Bowie. Holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of how that goes on. Well, I mean... I don't think it was David Bowie and then I became it. It's like people are becoming the same thing again. I think in the case of Dorian, it was David Bowie and then I became it. In the case of Dorian. But I, but definitely, see, I definitely hear the point. Yeah. And and I, I think that like... It's almost like you can't escape this thing. Like, well, that's what no, I was saying earlier. Like, we're eliminating that stepping stone. We don't have the point where you need to listen to X before you can get to Y. Like, you know, doing one will show you the other. We just have the other. <laughs> it's a much easier and more accessible world than it was when you had to, like, know what to look for in and, order to get it. Yeah. Now you can just be like, okay, I like this. Spotify is going to show you 50 things that sound like it. I guess that's where right. I've become super impressed. Like, again, transitioning a little bit into the cinema thing, it's like watching Network as well. You're like... A, such a fresh movie for well, 50 yeah, well, years. Well, yeah, you, you yeah. sit there and you go, oh, shoot. Maybe people have literally, like, you, you kind of get in this mindset with the internet and with what's going on that you're just like, oh, man, like, these guys are pushing the boundaries of everything we know. And But then you're like, I don't know, dude. People kind of got there in the 70s. People kind of got there probably almost every decade. It's just, you know what I mean? Culturally, they were maybe restrained or... Or not, and they found different ways to kind of express it. And I think it, in the same breath, there's also like each decade or whatever, there's something that comes along that kind of pushes a certain thing. So like we were talking about Spotify with music. Think about like the 70s, you've got like these high praise artistic movies, I almost said art movies, but like artistic pieces, and then you move into the 80s. What happens in the 80s? Home video does. Suddenly you have like a much easier access to make these like schlocky action films. And so like... People got real up in arms a while ago. Like Tarantino was talking about how he's like, the 80s sucked for like movies. It sucks. And he's like, I don't think it was a judgment as to like say that it wasn't a fun decade, but we went from things like Network, Chinatown, the original Star Wars movie comes out in the 70s, like Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw, The Exorcist, like all yep. these insane movies that come out in the 70s. And then what do we know the 80s for? Rambo. Things like Spielberg. that. Yeah. It's yeah. except evil dead Two. I have to, I have to, yeah, no, but no, that's no. what 1981. Like it, there's an, no, 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 1987. Did it so really it, come out that far after? Yeah, it was almost the nineties. Yeah, no, but like things do kind of reset sometimes. I, I agree with you. Cause like, I, I think I might've even said that on the show at one point. It's been a long time ago, but it's like, I almost view the seventies as this peak experimental era for classical, instrumentation because like, oh dude there's a ton of crazy stuff there's, going on in the there's 70s. people really good at instruments there's recording equipment and people are ex they're, they're getting bored with what was going on before and so they're they're just doing it's crazy another stuff. argument of accessibility but then technology like you just said like it's just like synthesizer dun 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 it's just like and then all of a sudden we all flock to this thing that's just so shallow and then we discover depth to it and then the whole thing happens again and again and that's kind of where i see us right well, I'd say the 2010s largely is like we we started to actually realize the depth potential of electronics. We kind of mm -hmm. got there. 
and now I don't know where we're at. We'll see. Well, I mean, the drum thing- and bass is popping right now. <sighs> drum and bass is. Good. But it took us a long but, time but, to find depth in electronics. I, I it, agree. It, there's I some totally really agree. sucky material in but there. But like, I I just think like saying that like uh, we reinvent or like reset or whatever. I I agree. I agree that 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 happens kind of across generations. But like, I think this is kind of how things have been since pretty much the dawn of man. Well, yeah, man and woman, man and woman. Let me be clear. I think you're hundred percent right. I'll get to mine. Think about like, for example, I know this is going to be, this is going to be cringe in some ways, but I'm just saying (laughs) like, think back on like Shakespeare. Cringe. (laughs) No, but like, actually, no. Yeah. Like that was like 400 years ago. We're still making movies. And look at the storytelling he was doing. Yeah. 400 years ago. Dude. And watch a movie like Kurosawa's was ran. It's literally just an iteration of King Lear. What? Yeah. What's freaking awesome. Fresh. It's so good. The the, the beginning of the punk scene, the beginning of the hip hop scene and Shakespeare. And like, well, I'm not, I'm not people like Mozart. No, culturally, there is a sever- like almost probably one to one similarity. Yeah, that's what, the, that's what, what I'm saying. In what they're doing. I'm not saying Shakespeare is the perfect example. I'm saying he's a example of this, yeah. where I think that that has just been happening over time, and each generation. The thing you got to remember is like every hundred years, pretty much the entire human population has rotated to a whole new yeah. host. Yeah, and so. Things get learned and relearned, and then learned and relearned. I know, so that's over and over. We're going to iterate over things. Yeah, basically, I'm not trying to make the case, and Cody's not either. I don't think that this stuff, and therefore it's better. Yeah, but I do refute Logan's general statement that it's as good as it's ever been because it's like "Mm, I think I think it just is. It's been done and is being done, and it's cool. I I, the thing is, I I, it, it it is different though, right? Like like. It's it's similar realms of discovery and the feelings of discovery, but they are different iteration to iteration. Because like the way that, for example, David Lowry's making movies and telling stories is different than Shakespeare. And the way that Mozart was making music is different from 100 Gex. So it, it, it's different... But it's not necessarily better. But so or worse. I've, I feel yeah, that I'm, I don't think anybody here is trying to make a judgment call well, about I'm like sa- the quality. Well, of I'm saying Logan. Logan. Logan would. Logan does, and ironically, Logan's big thing is the whole "it's just squiggly air." And you're like, "Okay, you don't live that sermon because if it's just squiggly air, then you would go, oh yeah, then Mozart is the exact same as 100 Gex because he broke, they broke down yeah, successfully. It's just squiggly air, cultural boundaries, and the feeling." that it's creating is probably one-to-one that human experience is the same yeah it sounds different it looks different but you're telling me it doesn't matter so like that's where yeah i i see the contradiction there i certainly do i also think like what i was gonna say is like there's cycles to culture right i've seen them in music in my own lifetime like take for example i watched new metal happen I was alive and remember it. And I'd like, for example, I love the album White Pony by Deftones. I'm now 28. That album is 23 years old at this point. That Loathe album that came out a few years ago, mm. I've called it in the past, I think even on the show, Zoomer White Pony. Oh, yeah. Cody hate or Logan hated that when you called it's it that. It's so true, though. Like, you go listen to it and you're like, oh, yeah, these albums are sonically the same. And I do think that's another thing. And this isn't to like disparage Logan because I think this is true of a lot of people. That they just want to listen to whatever the newest version of something is. Mm. And I think there is a implicit 
call of quality on that. You're like, oh, I just want to listen to the newer version because it's the net, like, you know, latest and greatest kind of thing. But that's not true. Like, right, you could I, honestly put an album like that Loathe album, that Deftones album next to each other, listen to them back to back. They're probably going to sound ostensibly the same. But I, I will say, like, um, each each iteration iteration on that latest and greatest that you're explaining i first off i get your point but i do feel like as it goes on things are while they're not completely new and radical and and obviously they they ultimately are derived from iterations of this thing they do get more and more extreme i don't sometimes. know if that's even true sometimes. i think that's absolutely I, I true i think it's a sometimes if thing. you go listen because no mother earthbound these games. I'm talking about music specifically. I'm specifically okay. talking about music here. All right. Because, like, if we look at, for example, like some of the most modern EDM, like rhythm, like one of the biggest genres right now, like that stuff is rip your face off brutal. I know. Like, you listen to it and it is just brutal. Like, yeah, if you were to, 10 years, you were to someone's going to make something that's going to make that look soft. Somebody, it, somebody listening to the Sex this, Pistols in its time is going to be like, "Whoa, what is I, going I on understand. here?" And I now understand. I'm going to show them Earth Crisis. But w- <laughs> what I'm going to say though is, if you were to go back to the 1950s and play somebody a track, they're not going to notice sudden it death. They're, no, dude, they're going to be so hopped up on like various medications. <laughs> that it's, it's no, fun. but like literally, if you went back to the 40s and played somebody a sudden death track. They would die instantly. They would literally die <laughs> Total instantly. Side note, I saw one of those, like a tweet. It was like, you guys couldn't do anything to a Victorian child. They worked in the mines and breathed coal dust all day. <laughs> <laughs> that kid would survive anything you give to him. <laughs> I Sorry, I, just, I thought I about that. I was true. like, that's so true. <laughs> but like, I just feel like, I feel like right now what's going on is like with the internet movement of music, Things are getting so extreme and so maximalist that I'm starting to hit a point in the past, but not to this extreme. Black metal did it 30 years ago. Okay, yeah, it was crazy, but like, listen, listen to the black metal 30 years ago. Yeah, and listen to the stuff now, and it's not changed that much. If I go back and put on like an album like Emperor's um, Anthems to the Velcan at Dusk, comes out in '97, I think, and then I go put on like the brand new Wayfarer album that just came out not too long ago. It's going to sound ostensibly the same. Like, eventually you're going to hit a point, or you're going to be like Emperor to Venom. Well, I guess it would be Venom to Emperor if we're going in chronological order. But like Venom, that album Black Metal that came out in like, I think like the early 80s, versus Emperor, it's like Venom looks terrifying because they're, you know, counterparts to Metallica in the 80s at this point. And Metallica looks terrifying to like Def Leppard because they're all counterparts. Right. I. But Kay, then you, I, like, you go to that Emperor album, and everyone's like, whoa, nothing's going to get crazier than this Venom album, or Slayer. Slayer's another great shot. You know, put on Hell Awaits. That album's going to scare somebody in the 80s. Like, you find a nice, right, like, right. evangelical uh, No, 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 Christian I get woman, that. I'm not trying like, to say, I'm not trying to say it hasn't been stepping. I'm saying, how much more can you step? Dude, You'd be surprised. I'm yeah. saying, like, The final form of music is new metal. <laughs> it re-evolves back stop into music. new metal. <laughs> no, but, like... It's, it, it's no. becoming so maximalist that I don't know how you can make it more aggressive. Like I don't know how. Well, I, that's what you I'm saying though. Is like people have make thought it more that aggressive every time something crazy aggressive comes out. Right. I understand that. But what I'm saying is we've never had access to composite of this much genre music and history. 
And so at this point, it's like everything has become, like we were talking about earlier, they've become tools or pallets, which never existed before. And now they're being used in these maximalist ways that I'm like, dude, I don't know how you get more aggressive than this. But at the same time, and like, I don't, this, this is kind of a hot take, but like at the same time that that happens, um, simple things that people used to say or do have now become the ultimate edge. And so like, like, and, and Dude, I, believe me, the things I heard in the 2008 call of duty lobby on Xbox live <laughs> would kill a 17 year old today. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, yes. And I think, I, I think yes. we're all kind of on the same plot of land. Like we're talking about like these culture cycles and like, we're at a point where everything seems like it's really reached its tipping point. Like at this point, it's all down. Specifically. From there. I'm talking about music Sonic. Oh, I know. That's but all yeah, I'm no, talking. I know, about, but I'm though. saying the same thing though. Like, I also think there are, you are right. Because I've seen it before. I've watched it happen with my own eyes and probably even said that. Like, I don't know how you get more brutal than this. I watched Deathcore happen in the late 2000s, man. <laughs> Believe me, I was there on the, like, the cutting room floor and I knew it. And I was like, doesn't get any more brutal than this white chapel job for a cowboy <laughs> stuff. I was wrong. And Yeah. But no, also, no, I, bands like that have come back into chic. Like, it's cool to be like a band like White Chapel and Job for a Cowboy again. Whereas I used to get called, you know, a word that started with F, ends in G. I'll let you figure out the <laughs> middle letter. In the halls of Central Davis. and But at that point, I was like, man, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't get any crazier than this. And then it did. Yeah, th- there's a few things yeah. that people could say in mics that would that would create a wave. Oh, and I, well, we I'm not even just talk talking about, about being offensive. I'm talking about being sonically aggressive. Have you ever listened Sonic. to so that first Job for a Cowboy album? Well, I mean, I have been listening to a lot of Deathcore If you're lately. speaking about... More modern and So stuff, once like again, short listen, stuff, no, okay, but, while we're on this topic, before I forget to say it, go back and listen to an album called... Um, oh, I just blanked on the name of it. It's by a band called Animosity. It's their very first album. It came out in 2003, I want to say. Yeah, Shut It Down by Animosity. 2003 it's deathcore like before anything else happened anything else happened <laughs> and uh I, again i would assume that a lot of people that were involved in that kind of music because they were in the hardcore scene out in the bay area were probably like whoa like, oh, what is going on but like the fact that at this point like you're trying to pe- speak purely sonically and i understand purely sonically i understand that's all i'm saying i do understand i that's all i'm saying and like we're, we're at a point with but artists let's, like let's, machine girl and break let's where it's literally a wall of noise yeah but let's be this real shoegaze did it. pure chaos all you ever needed like, how could you do anything is more than a that? huge dog barking in your ear that's all you ever needed if you wanted pure abrasive sonic experience, you just need a huge dog <laughs> barking in your ear. But I also think, like sonically speaking, like aggressive doesn't necessarily mean just wall of sound. Like, right? I there's totally a lot of agree. stuff out there I that totally I totally agree. Like, there's an album um, called World Asylum by this band called Think I Care, potentially like the most aggressive album I've ever listened to in my life. It's not like it's not very fast compared to other hardcore. It's probably on par. But it's just like such a sonic assault of like this man hates everything and he's yeah. yelling at me right now. No, no, no. I, I like I'm not. There's there, there's probably nothing more abrasive than being a child and being on um your neighbor's lawn when you're not supposed to. And his pit bull comes. There out. is well, and just that, just yes, potentially so this dude, this very traditional dude, just yelling you and ripping you a new one. There's nothing that makes your soul. Right, right. But 
That's what I'm saying. Childlike no, fear is where I understand. Oh. Okay, that's that's what I mean though. It's like music that when you play it for someone, it is so abrasive and so aggressive and so scary that it it literally scares them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they yeah, literally no. get scared of the music. Well, how you do that is it has and we are all in the same field. I think you have to involve culture. You have to. Now that's an interesting thing. And that's the yeah, whole point. Break down the wall. That's the whole point of these genres. But like here's the thing, I feel like if somebody was raised in a white room from 0 to 20 or 0 to 30 and then you sat them down in the in a room and then you played for them like Lorna Shore to the Hellfire. Okay. That's all they're going to know. Well, true. It's but like Plato's cave. It, You're literally No, no, my my question is which one did they find more abrasive? A freaking huge dog barking and screaming for 15 minutes or a song like that? Which one, if you interview him after, you say... Just, which, just the audio, right? Yeah, you don't actually have yeah, the dog yeah, in the room. Yeah. yeah. You interview him after though. and you say, which, which one tormented you more? I, I don't know. I'd probably go with the dog. Especially if, unless you don't know what a dog yeah, is. It, it, that is, an it's not that scary that is an interesting know. question. But again... We just made up the allegory of the cave, boys. We literally just did it. We redid philosophy from 2,000 years ago. Sorry, Plato sucks to suck. All right, all right. We got to do bops. We we figured it out. We got to do bops. We solved it. He solved it too, but we solved it better. We solved it better. We're way too thoughtful without Logan, man. It's beautiful. I love it. Logan, keep going. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is it, it, it... you can actually get your points out because with Logan, you get five words into it and then he goes, and you can't hear anything. That was pretty abrasive. That Sorry, was, that, but that's what Logan does. No, it is. It is. Maybe we need to have a confrontation with, with Logan. Maybe we need well, to do that live on the here's air. Here's the deal is, here's the deal is, he adds, he adds a whole dynamic. No, he does. He but, adds a whole But element. I have to admit, I feel like I learned something new about music that makes me excited about music tonight that it hasn't happened in a while. And that's the original reason we started doing this thing all right that was an interesting conversation that, was really, that really was. was really good okay uh some bops um i'm listening to david bowie um the first track on his second to last album i've I learned today because i've i've been i've made it through his full discography as how of, good is black star though today. black star's as amazing final album was so good as an it's one of his greatest well, yeah, albums. just like but like can you imagine going out on that like yeah. that being your swan song yeah. crazy no he man he littered his discography with some real stinkers and some winners but always it's fun and um i his second to last album i don't know any names of anything i just have been going through it but like that second to last album the the opening track i think it's super great it's like it's 2013 and he's kind of making like a talking head song nice but he's being david <laughs> bowie and it's a return to form and it's just like this is a really cool song so i don't even know the name of it but the first song second to last album good luck finding it <laughs> it's the cover to heroes but he put a white box over it and that's and that's the album cover which is also pretty dope but anyway heroes was one of his own albums yeah he literally took one of his hit albums Made that the album cover, but he just put a white box in the middle of it. That's pretty sick. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually like that. Uh, my bop is... Um, it is a beautiful track, in my opinion. I love it. Um, it's Don't Get Too Close by Skrillex. It's his newest single. He, he's been dropping like tons of singles right now because uh, later this week, in two days... Not like I'm counting or anything. 
um, he's going to drop an album and it's, it's literally his first album since 2016. Hmm. It's like six years. Seven so yeah, almost seven. Yeah. Seven actually, probably depending on when he released it, but yeah, seven years. So it like literally insane. I like, I am off the charts excited right now. Uh, he's released singles and stuff, you know, between in the last seven years, he has released stuff, but like, it's always just singles and he drops them like once every six months to a year. And so this is going to be awesome. I literally, I'm beyond excited, but, um, he's dropping two albums. The second one, which this track is off of has not been announced yet. Uh, we don't know when it's coming out, but it'll probably be in the next few months. But anyways, this song is literally pretty much just a synth, Steel drums and voices. That's like basically all it is, but it's really good. Um, Skrillex has always been extremely experimental. And I'm not really even saying that this song is super experimental in and of itself, but it's just really offbeat for what most people are going to expect from him. And I love that. I love that he's just sticks it out and just makes what he wants to make. And also this is like one of the first songs that he's actually sung on in quite a while. Um, as many people listening know, if you're a Skrillex fan, you know that he had his roots in from first to last. He used to be a metal singer, threw his voice out, got into electronics. So anyways, He's back and from first to last though, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, found that out last night. Th- yeah. Did you listen to that song? Make war. They did no. a few years ago. No, I had totally missed it. And so I was like, I was listening to ride the wings of pestilence the other day. And it just, I was like, man, that album's so good. So I went back and listened to the dear diary album and then yeah. heroin. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, wait a second. I was like, he's back. Yep. He and did a couple re- tracks with him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think, I think at this point he's pretty far removed from that scene, but he obviously can still do it. Like those new songs are still really good. But anyway, it was just awesome to hear his voice again. And so super excited for the new album. I literally think this is going to be like some of the best stuff, dude. I, I can't wait. So, Nice. That's what I've been listening to this week. Um, as for me, there is a fest happening out in California. We talked about this before the show. Um, Indecision Records, they're a hardcore label from the 90s, is doing their 30th anniversary fest. And they've got a bunch of reunions happening that I never thought I'd see, uh, including one of my all-time favorite hardcore bands called Unbroken. And they've played like one show in the last decade. So, so I am sick, dude. very excited for that, but they have a cover of level Terrace apart by joy division that I, they're a hardcore band, but I definitely think they're obviously influenced by the hardcore stuff, but also just as much probably by like bands like joy division and the Smiths. And, um, I, I even physically like the way some of the members dressed, like in the nineties, even in now, like it's obviously really like Morrissey. <laughs> so like, I, I was like with like the pomp. If Damon was everything. here, dude. Yeah. If Damon was here, shout out to Morrissey. No, dude. dude. Well, Did you see his thing yesterday? Where he's like, Capitol records won't release my record because they're so busy releasing Sam Smith's Satanism. And I was like, shut up you old bag. But yeah, their cover of love will tear us apart is fantastic. Dude, and Sam am, Smith doesn't know he's, I don't know anything about Sam Smith. Literally, I didn't even know the name. Just until seems yesterday. like he's doing the weird. Like at the Grammys, he legitimately did do like a just a classic return to form, dress as Satan type. Good for do, him. Do you know what I? Do you know what I have been seeing people say? And I one thousand percent agree. Mm. Everybody's just like, 
Oh, looks like somebody's doing whatever it takes to stay relevant. Yeah. Literally. That's literally what it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, that's all that's ever been. Say, be, being a Satan worshiper in a band is just like, it's a, it's a wall. It, I don't it, know how it is. Unless ever, you're a, the only people who ever take it seriously are like the black metal dudes. Like, they were literally about it. But other than that, like. Yeah, the, oh, the people yeah. who are actually Satanists are like. Yeah, they're not doing it for you popularity. You disgrace this that hard? I hate you. Yeah. But it, the Christians hating it is just kind of like, okay. It's yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely a person like Sam Smith is doing it to be relevant. Yeah. yeah. A person like John Nodvite from, you know, Dissection is killing people for Satan because he believes it. Like he's, <laughs> he's about that life. <laughs> anyway, no, that's cool. I like Joy Division. No, Joy Division rules. That's that type of sound. I that like whole New Order more than I like Joy Division. I don't want to say that too loud and in case somebody hears in well that was a, a good hears. time Nitwicks. um uh that was a fun episode sorry logan even though you were at brazilian barbecue we're 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 here we're still for the people you you know we're here you know we're here um and uh, uh, uh generally it, we should be somewhat more stable than we've been yeah we, we holidays are over i think i won't be here next week though yeah, i go we, to seattle the I'm next in, morning i'm so. in vegas yeah, yeah there, cool. All right. i'm not saying i'm not saying we're, we're gonna not gonna be, be here better. every wednesday but, but look i'm saying listen, we're working but on listen we, we we're not we should stop apologizing there's no apology we're not apologizing we're not no dead apologies. we're the, not apologizing the podcast is dead the podcast is Damon's alive dead. it won't die don't worry about it yeah but we'll be here when we can be it's a cockroach show uh nitwick Nitwicks, always a pleasure. Uh, Vita Sane. Yeah, signing off. Let's see if I get this right. I never do. Nice. Oh, man. Pog. Pog. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.